Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mindset Magic. I am your host, Andy Colleen, an entrepreneur, life, and mindset coach. And in today's episode, we are going to be going into a topic that I have talked about so many times on this show. You've probably heard me refer to it if you've been around here for a while. And if you haven't heard me refer to it, maybe you've heard of it before, because what we're going to be talking about today is shadow work. And so we're going to be going into kind of some stuff around what the shadow is to give you a little bit more context and background about what shadow work is and what it does then. Then we're going to talk a little bit more about some examples of how you can notice the shadow for yourself. We're going to be wrapping up the episode with some journal prompts that you can actually take so you can start doing shadow work for yourself. And so if you've been wanting to get into this, I highly recommend you stay till the end so you can grab those journal prompts and actually start to make use of what you're learning in this episode. But that is what we have for today. And this is going to be a really good episode for you if you've been wanting to do more of what we call the deep inner work. So if you've heard people or myself refer to terms like this, then shadow work is something that fits into the category of mindset work. It's something that I cover in every single one of my coaching containers, any single program that I have, we're going to go into the shadow just because there is so much there that once we start to illuminate, we can actually free ourselves of it, right? We can do the healing process. We can go through that and then we can move forward. And so if you've never done this before, or you're just looking to understand the idea of the shadow a little bit more, I very much encourage you to stick around because that is what we are going to be covering today. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about what the shadow actually is, because at the root of shadow work, what we're really looking into is the shadow. So we have to understand that first. And what the shadow is, is it's essentially all of the parts of ourself that we feel shame or guilt towards. And it's important to note that these parts of ourself that we do feel shame or guilt towards, they're all innate personality traits and characteristics that we hold. Meaning they're things that actually, if we learn to accept them, make us more us. They illuminate the uniqueness in us. They allow us to actually fully lean into who we are, who we want to be, our unique gifts, our intuition, whatever life path or purpose you want to have. That's what these things actually are meant to illuminate. But because at a very young age, we either have gone through an experience or witnessed something happening with some of these personality traits, we've actually learned that they're not okay to hold or be shown to the rest of the world. And because of that, we then stop showing them sometimes consciously and sometimes subconsciously, but usually over time, because this does usually happen when we're very young over time we don't even realize we're not showing these things to other people anymore. And they essentially get thrown in the shadow. And so that's where the term is created. And I always think of this as if it's almost like, you know, a child. And when that child realizes that he's Mr. Like Mr. Funny, right? Like he is the funny kid, or maybe like she's the dramatic one. When they learn that being dramatic isn't okay, they essentially get told to go and hide away from the rest of the world and sit there because that's not acceptable. They're not pretty enough or normal enough or cordial enough to go out in the world with that personality trait and be accepted by the majority of the people that they're like, you know, growing up around. And because of that, they just have to sit there. And if you imagine a child basically being told that one of the things that is so uniquely theirs is not okay. And they, because of that have to almost like sit in a timeout. 
they're not going to feel okay, right? That's going to cause psychological and traumatic damage. It's going to make them feel like they have to question themselves. It's going to make them feel like they can't trust themselves to actually be around other people. And so that is why we actually look into the shadow because what I am talking about with the little kid, that's actually what has happened to you time and time again. And so you can almost think of your shadow as all the different little versions of you, the different personality traits that you used to hold that are now living away in these closed, sad rooms and aren't being allowed to go outside and see the sunlight and interact with people and have fun. And that is why we have to dig into the shadow. That's why we do shadow work because shadow works, essentially just the process of finding that version of ourself, identifying these characteristics that we've shadowed away and illuminating them, right? Bringing them and reintegrating them into our life. And it sounds so much like, um, almost more simple than it is because you have to remember that because we have learned that these traits are not okay so, so long ago, many of us don't actually realize what traits we've shadowed. And so shadow work is really the process of figuring out what those are, figuring out why we shadowed them away and basically relearning what those traits mean about us so that we feel safe and comfortable enough to go into our normal life and show up with them. And so that's why we do it. We do shadow work so that we can learn to be more ourselves. We do it so that we can learn to trust ourselves again. And we do it so that we can start to show up in the world as the most unique version of us and start to identify opportunities that are uniquely meant for us. So we can live a life that feels rich and beautiful and just kind of fills us up. And so we can do that without feeling embarrassed every single step of the way, because what a lot of us are doing that we don't realize we're doing, or maybe you do realize it because you've noticed that it's a problem recently is we go through the world kind of showing up in different situations as different versions of ourselves, so that we can almost please the people that we're around. Essentially, we're trying to kind of match the expectation that other people have for us as we show up in these different situations. So maybe there's a version of you that goes to the gym and there's another version of you that shows up and talks to your friends. But then when you kind of see your friends from, you know, growing up, you act in a different way. When you go to work, you act in a different way. And we have all these little versions of ourselves. And what that usually says is that there are parts of yourself that you do not feel safe showing. So sometimes with shadow work, what gets kind of confusing is that we assume that it has to be something we don't show in any area of our life. When in reality, shadow work is actually something that happens because most of us have parts that we're shadowing very obviously in different components of our life, right? It's not like, you know, we never allow ourselves to be funny. It's that we love cracking jokes, but we're not going to touch that when we go to work or we love the part of us that is way too dramatic. But when we're around certain people, we are certainly not going to bring that personality trait up. And because of that, when we enter into those situations, maybe it's not every situation, but certain situations, we get into that environment and everything we say or do or think has to be put through a filter so that we put off this image of ourselves that is deemed appropriate based on what we learned is appropriate a long, long time ago. And so over time, if you can think of that, that's going to take a hit 
on your self-trust. It's going to take a hit on your self-worth. It's going to hit, take a hit on how you see yourself and what you believe you're capable of doing. And that's what we're trying to heal in the process of shadow work so that you can go forth. You can spend less energy constantly filtering yourself. You can spend less energy trying to become the perfect, like miniature version of you in every single situation. And you can start to actually identify the voice of your intuition, the opportunities who are meant for you, the people in your life who are meant to be there stay, the people who aren't kind of fade away. And over time, what happens with that is that not only do you stop self-sabotaging because self-trust and self-worth are at the core of a lot of our self-sabotaging problems, but you also start to just love your life more. You start to just like become the best version of you. And so many of us are going about trying to self or stop self-sabotaging in the way of trying to kind of like grow and become better and discipline ourselves into that person more when growth is actually done by uncovering the parts of you that you don't think are okay. Like growth isn't always becoming what everyone else thinks you need to be. Growth is actually most effective and most beneficial when you're becoming more yourself, but we can't become more of ourself until we actually bring our eyes to some of that kind of like not super fun stuff that we learned early on that has made us who we are today or maybe not even made us who we are, but kind of took away from who we are today. And so that's why we dig into this. We dig in so that we can stop self-sabotaging so we can become more us. And so we can actually grow that level of self-trust and love for our life. So before I kind of go into anything else, I want to give you an example of this because I think the examples make this a lot more tangible. I did a lot of shadow work when I was in my corporate job. And I say my corporate job because it, there was some like very distinct patterns that came up that were just too obvious for me not to recognize. And one of them was the fact that no matter what happened, no matter like where I was in my corporate career, it didn't matter what team I was on or what people I was working with or what the project was or any of it. I always had this problem where when I was around more than like three people, I I felt paralyzed. Like I couldn't get myself to ask a question. I couldn't get myself to really speak out or share my opinion or do anything like that. And in the beginning, I just thought I was shy. But over time, I realized that that kind of behavior was more of a form of self-sabotage. Yes. But even deeper than that, it was because there was some part of me that I learned was not okay to show and work. And that was essentially blocking me from being able to say anything at all. And so I, as a person just am pretty naive. I come across very naive. I am kind of spacey. Like it's just, it's how I've always been. And I never thought there was anything wrong with that before I went into this corporate job, but I had also never worked a corporate job before. And so when I got into the workforce, I had learned over time that you couldn't show up at work being naive. You had to show up as if you already knew everything. You had to be confident. You had to kind of like stand in that power. And if you showed that weakness, then you wouldn't actually be able to succeed and do better at your job and all of that. And at the time I was new to the corporate world and I really did think that that was where I was meant to be. I had worked my entire life for it. It had so much importance to me. And because of it, I showed up in this corporate job and 
I almost shut down because I was like, I can't be this part of me. And where this really ties in is that to me, being naive in a corporate environment looked like asking questions. It looked like showing that I didn't know things. It looked like saying something that someone else perceived as stupid. And I was so worried about being seen in that way that I actually just totally shut down because I was constantly obsessing over how do I not do that rather than how do I just get the most value out of this situation, right? How do I contribute the most? How do I make sure I'm in a good position to actually continue helping doing the work? And I would enter into these situations where it really did start to hurt my relationship with people on some of my teams. It helped, or it really hurt how I saw myself. It made me incredibly self-conscious because I was like, oh my God, I can't even talk in a meeting. Like what's wrong with me? Like when I would sit down one-on-one with someone, I could say anything in the, like anything at all. And it all made sense. But as soon as I got into those bigger group environments, I was so, so worried about being seen as naive that instead I just said nothing at all. And that actually hurt me more. And so being naive was a shadow trait for me, especially in the corporate environment. And this kind of goes back to that example we were talking about earlier, where a lot of your shadow traits aren't going to show up in every single environment. There's just going to be specific ones that you shadow away in specific places. And those are just as harmful as the ones that you shadow away in all areas of your life, because you're still telling yourself part of you isn't good enough. If you show up in certain places, that's the subliminal message that you're giving to yourself. And so for For me, as I started to reintegrate this personality trait of being naive and notice that the only reason I wasn't doing these things right was because I learned that that wasn't okay, but I was seeing kind of like the negative side of that. I stopped worrying so much about being seen that way. And I started to just be myself. And what's funny about that is that when I was myself in that corporate environment, not worrying about being naive. So essentially like after I kind of reintegrated that shadow, I wasn't seen as naive anyway. I was just so worried about being seen as that. And I was so much overthinking what that would look like that it looked like that. And so it's this kind of funny, like, um, dance that happens where we reintegrate the parts of our shadow. And we assume that like, let's say one of your shadow aspects is dramatic. We assume that once we actually allow ourselves to just be our normal, dramatic, too much self, that we're going to show up in every single area of our life being like extremely dramatic and it's going to turn people off. And we almost prepare ourselves for that reality. But when we really do it, it becomes one of these things that's not off limits anymore. And you realize that you just innately don't want to be super dramatic all the time. Like when you're being the most you, you're not the most dramatic. And that's how these shadowed traits really work is that they're not meant to be super strong all of the time. And they typically aren't, but we tell ourselves they're off limits and therefore they become this kind of like larger than life thing in our subconscious that our mind and body don't allow us to enter into. And so Whether your your shadow trait shows up everywhere or it just shows up in one area, the real problem that comes is that it becomes this like really big deal. And I think the best analogy for this is food, because I know I've talked a lot about um, disordered eating on this podcast because a lot of my experience is backed in disordered eating and exercise patterns. And so 
when you are, when you have an eating disorder, essentially part of the healing process of the eating disorder is learning that there are not bad and good foods. Like there are not off limit foods. You can have any food, right? And like, obviously there's a ton of mindset work that goes on behind that. There's a ton of stuff that we have to do to be able to like actually believe that. But in the beginning, you kind of have to just like eat the food and where you might have said, you know, like, like for me, like I loved cheddar cheese Chex Mix. And I was like, I can never have that because that is such a bad food for me. So I never let myself have cheddar cheese Chex Mix and it became this like guilty pleasure. So when I would have it, I would eat the whole bag and I would feel so sick because I ate the whole bag. But the more that I continue to tell myself cheddar cheese Chex Mix is just a neutral food rather than it's a bad food. The funny thing is I stopped liking Chex Mix. Like I just didn't even want it anymore. Like even right now I went through the grocery store and like, obviously it's been years and years since this happened, but it's not even a second thought on my mind that I want the Chex Mix. And that Chex Mix is really representative of our shadowed characteristics. So it's like, again, you think you're going to be super dramatic. You think like you just want to go out you want to tell the world all the things and you want to just be like your boisterous self. But eventually that kind of like evens out so that that's not what feels normal to you or natural or good in the moment. You might be dramatic sometimes, but you kind of just integrate it in a very neutral way. And so that is also part of the beauty of shadow work that I think wasn't expressed to me before I did it. But as I've kind of done it and as I've seen other clients do it and helped kind of guide them through that process, one of the most beautiful things, it's like being able to basically pick and choose who you want to be and what you want to be like without even thinking about it because you feel so safe in all of those personality traits that they're allowed to be held there. So hopefully that gave you a better idea of what the shadow actually is and how that shows up. Cause I know sometimes the tangibleness of an example really kind of sets that in stone. And what I want to do next is I want to walk you through a couple of the main areas that we can use to help you identify your own shadow because the shadow is held subconsciously. So even though there might be stuff that you are aware of, you're like, Oh, like I am totally shadowing that, that trait away, right? Like that's totally something that I've thrown in the shadow. There are likely things that you are not aware of. And I want to give you kind of an indicator of how you can figure out what those are. And so the first area that this typically shows up in is whenever we have identified something that someone else is doing as uncomfortable or cringy, meaning that we see this person, maybe they're like dancing in the middle of the street, or they're trying to get too much attention, or maybe it's just that they're kind of like giving a, like, um, a speech or something. And the way they talk just kind of like makes you uncomfortable. Like they're making sounds with their mouth or they're breathing through their mouth or whatever it is. And these are all examples of things that we can use to start to dig in and figure out, okay, I think I have learned something about this behavior is not okay. Let's bring that up. That doesn't mean that this is something unique to you, but whenever we learn something is off limits, it's hard for us to identify if it's unique to you or not, because you don't feel safe to display it. And so these things can be very small, right? Like maybe mouth breathing isn't exactly a whole shadowed personality, but it is something that we kind of want to just illuminate because then we can bring our awareness to it and start to just see like, where am I judging myself more harshly than I need to for certain things? And so 
Sometimes it might be like a behavior. Sometimes it might actually be kind of like the impetus behind a behavior. So if someone's dancing on the street, that might really offend you or get you because they're being so dramatic. They're having so many people look at them. Like they're, they're getting so much attention. And what you learned is that getting attention is just not okay as a child. And so you have never allowed yourself to just do things that allow you to get, get attention. That doesn't mean that you innately, if you were being completely you would just get out on the street and dance. But it does mean that you have so many barriers up, kind of like the food example, that you can't clearly see what you actually would do if it wasn't off limits. And that's why we bring our attention to it. So kind of along those same lines, the second way that we can start to identify what we've shattered away is by looking into things that we have an extremely like either positive or negative view towards. And so I say positive or negative because the positive can sometimes illuminate what you don't find okay. But whatever it is that we really extremely see typically means that we've learned something about us or about that that has made us see it in a very extreme way. And so if there are either personality traits or characteristics or hobbies or activities or things that you view in an extremely positive or negative light, What you're going to want to do is start to dig in and ask yourself why, or what about that might be suppressing me. And the more that you can get familiar with those things, meaning the more that you can understand yourself and why you view those things in that way and where that's stemming from every time you see someone do something, then the more that you can understand, are there parts of me that I am not allowing to come out? Like if I did that, would I judge myself, right? If I did this, would I actually give myself a kind of more shameful treatment? Would I like punish myself? A lot of us have a lot of self-punishing or self-hating behaviors. And these oftentimes stem again from this shadow, these things that we feel really dark and down and dirty towards, and we need to be able to kind of illuminate them before we reintegrate them. And so this is kind of the second area you can like look into to see, Hmm, is there something that I really extremely see and why, like, where did I learn that? And what else might it be affecting? And then the final area that you can start to look into, if you have definitely noticed like the shadow, um, like some of the shadow traits are really coming up for you is anything that you really harshly judge in yourself. And so any kind of like more shameful or harmful dialogue that you have for yourself, anything that you've done for yourself where you just look at it and you feel like you can't shake the like guilt or shame away. So this could be something like maybe you said something in a group of friends and you like kind of walk away from that conversation being like, oh shit, why did I say that? Or maybe you said it in um, a conversation with someone you're dating, or maybe you said it even in a bigger group, or maybe it wasn't even something you said, but it was something you did. And you just kind of constantly keep going back to that instance, looking back and judging yourself. These are the type of instances that you're going to want to go back to and actually start to analyze and ask yourself, why did I have such a hard time just letting this go? Why did I feel the need to ruminate on this? Why did this emotion come up when this thing happened? Because these are also the instances that usually create or are kind of maybe more illuminated by the shadow traits that you're already holding. And so starting to kind of take a, like a, 
more like in-depth look at any of these three areas is going to be really helpful because it's going to allow you to kind of shift into that more inquisitive, objective, like observative, like observative role and figure out what is it that I am shadowing away? Where is it that I am judging myself? Because until you get clear on that, we can't take those steps to go forward. And that's why shadow work is so helpful, not just because, you know, we can identify these things, but because once we identify them, we go into the next part, which is the reintegration. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. And we're going to finish up today's episode with a couple of journal prompts that you can actually use to dive into your own shadow a bit more. So I'm going to just read through these. Feel free to take out um, a notebook, your pen, your notes app, or just come back to this later so you can listen to them and then take some time to actually journal on them and see what comes up for you. So number one, what types of people annoy you the most? Number two, what traits of other people do you wish that you had more of? Number three, what things do people say that make you uncomfortable? Number four, what can you never imagine yourself doing? And number five, this is going to be the last one. When you have negative thought spirals, what parts of yourself do you get the most frustrated at? So these questions are going to help you dive into all the different areas that we talked about today. And what I ask is that you just take some time. Do not listen to another episode of this podcast, because again, we're going for impact here, people. So instead of binging the podcast, what I really want you to do is take some time and actually journal on them, because it's not until you do that, that the growth actually happens. And as the most kind reminder possible, many of us are stuck in that cycle of over consuming personal development content and under executing it. So this is a really simple way and a really tangible way for you to start doing that for yourself. All right. That is all I have for today's episode. So if you enjoyed it, I ask you to please send it or share it with a friend or family member who may find enjoyment in it. And also please rate and review on either Apple or Spotify and help me actually spread this impact spread this word, help other people actually overcome their self-sabotaging behaviors. This is going to be the goal for 2023 is how can we go big? How can we really hit and change more lives? And I would so appreciate it if you could help me do that too. And so with that, I will leave you. I will let you enjoy the rest of your day and I will be back next week with another episode. So until then, bye. Bye.